0: Listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD, available on Apple and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Living with ADHD and CPTSD. Today is going to be a little bit of a different episode for CPTSD. I am going to have a personal rant. I have been experiencing for the past couple days a lot of issues when it comes to realizing parts. Let me put it this way. Just when you think you have it figured out, cptsd comes to bite you back in the ass and you're right back where you started not very happy i have come to the realization that i have a lot of trauma and the trauma is getting in the way of life personal life to be more specific my relationship is having some issues because my trauma is getting into the well getting into the way of being able to do the right thing at the right moment instead my parts are coming online and getting triggered and then my parts are the ones that are talking on my behalf instead of the adult being the one having the conversation The thing that bugs me is that it's not necessarily the parts, it's the fact that the processing seems to be very tedious and a struggle, especially for me. Here's the thing. I don't know how many people out there who have CPTSD realize this, that when you process You don't just process after you've had a trigger and you've experienced a relapse of your trauma. You are supposed to process when the days are feeling good and you aren't having any triggers and you're not experiencing any trauma relapse. You're supposed to set aside time every day, multiple times a day to do processing to heal your parts. Because if you don't, the average time frame, according to some people, can take five to ten years for you to do any proper CPTSD healing of your trauma and to get your parts to trust you to the point where you don't need to do anymore. How do you do that though when you feel dissociated or zoning out so much? you can't exactly drop at the sign of a trigger process, especially if you're very blended with your system. When I work, it's very difficult to plan ahead because work for me can happen at any time during the day. I can't promise myself that at 9 a.m. every day of the week, I'm going to be able to process, especially if I'm feeling great and I'm not experiencing any traumatic relapse. I have a lot of things going on in my head. Not only am I having an ADHD day, which happens every day, I also have to deal with my autism and I have to deal with these parts. So imagine I get home at 4 or 4.30. I need time to cool down because if I don't, I can't get present and I cause complications. So you need to set a time to do this. Now here's the other problem. I have to do the following things on a typical evening before it's too late so that everybody in the house is taken care of. I have to walk the dog. I have to cook food. I have to clean up in order for everybody to have their needs met. My girlfriend works during the day and into the evenings. She doesn't exactly have time to cook. And even when she is complete and her day has finished, she doesn't exactly always have the energy or the ability to do cooking. So I don't exactly have a lot of time. And the thing is, because of my ADHD, I often get distracted and I forget that there are things that I need to do on a typical day things like cleaning laundry shit recording my podcasts you know like there, there are other things that I got to do like I have to I have to take care of the dog because if, if he doesn't get out he's going to get restless I have to get my own exercise I need downtime It's very difficult, a person like me, who's got existing trauma, ADHD, excuse me, ADHD, and Mm -hmm. autism, to go from work straight into something. I need to be able to relax. I need to be able to stop, to unwind, to not think, to just zone out or dissociate. It's very difficult when you don't get home on time, and you realize that you've only got an hour and a half before dinner has to be ready. That's a typical Thursday night for me, guys. And on a Thursday, I also have to record a podcast. Plus, I have to make dinner. I have to have it ready for 6.30. I didn't get home yesterday till quarter after five doesn't leave time for very much, does it? I managed to get the dog out for a walk, and I got home. I started dinner. I got it done on time. Thankfully, I already had my podcast for yesterday recorded. Imagine if I hadn't. Doesn't take much for me to feel trauma, to feel, a trigger, especially when your patience is running thin and you feel like everything's against you. Now I know it literally isn't against me. I know that the stores that I went to today are not purposefully doing the things that are happening. They're not doing it because they see me come in the store and go, he's here, go hide it. Let's make his life difficult, shall we? They're not intentionally making me waste two hours on the road so that I can get frustrated and get triggered and feel like this is insanity. No. But that's what happens when you have CPTSD. Things get frustrating. Things get difficult. Your autism your pipes pops up your ADHD pops up because your routines and things that are comfortable and normal in your life are no longer normal and then I got triggered you wouldn't want to be around me in that moment when I was triggered I sounded like someone who was out to get revenge I was fucking pissed off excuse my French It was quite annoying and very frustrating. And you know what the funny thing is? All I had to do was buy a bunch of cabbages, some juice, and I was trying to find a snack. Do you know how much it is to buy a large bag of Doritos in Canada, specifically Edmonton? You go to a convenience store, it's over $5. You go to a Safeway. It's $4.50. Superstore, which is like the best place if you really want to go buy food, is having a dispute with Frito. So they don't have any Doritos. All they have is their President's Choice and no-name brands sitting on the shelves. I was beginning to lose it. And it's not... The adult that was losing it, it was the child parts. The parts that feel frustrated. The parts that are going, this is insane. I don't want this anymore. I just want to get my goddamn shit and go home. I'm already wasting two hours. I should have been home relaxing. I could have been processing. I could have been trying to heal my parts, but instead I spent two hours on the road Because three out of the four places didn't have the juice that I needed. Crazy, huh? Yeah, I know. To the regular person, or a neurotypical, this doesn't bother them. Unless they're short-tempered, then maybe. But... For someone who's got multiple disabilities that affect all of them together, like a nice weave, it does. I thought this was gonna be simple. Take the dog to the dog park, head to the No Frills, which is a uh, another company from Loblaws who owns Superstore. Get some cabbages. Get the juice, go home. Simple. Well, no cabbages. And the juice that I wanted, uh-uh. So I had to go to Safeway. Safeway had the cabbages, but their bags are tiny. I could barely fit one cabbage into the damn bag. Plus they didn't have the juice. So I'm thinking, I really don't wanna to go to Superstore cause it's so far away. I went to Walmart. Sure, Walmart's got some cabbages, but they don't have the juice. Hell, they hardly have any juice. So I had no choice but to drive for 10, 15 minutes, which in Edmonton is a long way to go to the superstore. Yeah, I found my juice, but that was two hours later. So yeah, I'm triggered. I'm angry, I'm frustrated, and I'm definitely not sounding like my normal self. I don't really like this, but I know I have to deal with it. And here's the thing, you got to be the adult. You can't be blended. You have to unblend, you have to process, you have to be the adult in control, because Otherwise, you look like a child. You look like a misbehaving child in front of people. There are days where I just want to say to hell with that. And just be the way I want to be. But in society, you can't just do that. Because if you do, you're not going to get very far. This is the whole bullshit when it comes to mental health as people with mental health issues they have to keep these things to themselves in public because if they do make a display or if they act And their mental health issues are getting the best of them and they make a scene in public people are going to look at that person and say what an idiot what a moron he must be stupid or he's such a loser why isn't he in the hospital or whatever else you can think of pretty crazy isn't it not no pun intended when I said that by the way and you wonder why people with mental issues, mental illnesses struggle so much in society today because we still even today in 2022 feel scared to show our true issues to tell people. We're afraid to tell others that we suffer from mental illnesses because of we are afraid of the of what they're going to think after they know. We're afraid of what they're going to say to other people. Sure, it's illegal to fire somebody because of having a mental illness. But that doesn't mean that your boss or your coworkers are going to think of you the same. You might have a few who don't get affected by it or think everything's the same, you know, that you don't, aren't any different. But there's going to be a lot of people, especially those who come from a certain culture, in another country that don't get it their level of understanding of mental health is far far less than people in North America you think people in North America have it hard imagine living somewhere like India or China or Russia or other countries like in the Middle East where things like mental illness and sexual orientation are frowned upon, and even illegal. Think about people with the Church of Scientology who thinks that psychology and psychiatry is a joke or isn't real. Imagine you have mental health issues, and they think that psychology and psychiatry is fake, doesn't exist, is wrong, is stupid. And you wonder why we're having so many issues with mental illness. People who suffer from trauma, whether it's PTSD or CPTSD, for the most part are scared to tell people about it. They're scared to talk about it. You ask someone who suffers from CPTSD or PTSD, even if you're very friendly and you're very open and you say, I'm here to listen tell me whatever you want to say, more often than not, they're not willing to. Not because they're scared, but because they think it's going to be too much for the person they're telling. That that person may listen now, but at the end, they're going to change the way they think about that person. You can tell me that you disagree, but it's there. Just think how many people in a room of 20 that you know when you tell them that you have a mental illness, that you suffer from CPTSD, or you have autism, or you have ADHD, or you have other things like bipolar, or you're schizophrenic, or you suffer from OCD, how many of those 20 are going to be understanding and are going to support you and say, it's okay, I'm here for you no matter what. I bet it sure ain't gonna be all 20 of them if you think that you're fooling yourself everybody's gonna have people that they know who are going to not understand and are not gonna be very open about it it's a sad fact but that's just the way it is we have a very long way to go we have psychologists and psychiatrists who their level of understanding and their level of knowledge when it comes to mental illness is still in progress the psychiatrist that i'm going to go see in april for my adhd my doctor said that this person doesn't really know much about autism so i have to see another psychiatrist to talk about my autism and get an assessment my psychologist that i see on a regular basis can't help me with autism his specialty is trauma that's fine because that's what i really need right now but why can't there be a psychiatrist or a psychologist who has the knowledge and the ability to deal with any mental illness out there and here's another thing Why is mental health not part of coverage? Whether it's your provincial health care for Canadians or for your insurance company who pays for your health coverage in the United States. Why isn't it part of it? Why do we have to pay through our benefits and even a small amount? Or for some of us, we have to pay out of pocket because we can't afford it. Why can't it be part of healthcare? Why can't it be free? We are so far behind. I don't even know if there is a country out there whose, whose coverage is on par with the way it should be. I think possibly Norway or Netherlands or Portugal, I think, or Spain are close. But here in North America? United States? Forget it. You know that. I don't think I have to tell you that the coverage and the support for mental health in the U.S. is really bad. It's slowly improving, but it's got a long way to go. And in Canada? None of our health coverages, no matter which province you're in, supports or covers it. You have to have benefits. So, If you have a job, you might be lucky enough. When I first had a job for the last seven and a half to eight years, guess how much my health coverage was for mental health health, to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist? $300. That's not even two sessions. And then I went to my new company... the first year it was $500 not great but it was better and then only because of the COVID-19 pandemic and everybody was suffering from mental health problems they decided to triple it to $1,500 well that covers seven and a half sessions still not enough now I understand the majority of people who work and have the benefits. Aren't going to be going to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist every two weeks. Most of them see it maybe one or two times a year just for a touch up or to talk about something. And if once they run out of their coverage, they got to spend it out of their own pocket. Aren't very many employees out there whose mental health support for their benefits is really, really good. Mine's 1500. And that's just because of COVID. If COVID had never hit, it'd still be at 500. Pretty crazy. So, how do you expect someone who deals with trauma, and mine's not even the best, or excuse me, not the best, mine's not even the worst trauma? What about those who suffer from neglect and sexual abuse or physical abuse? And for many many years and then they're traumatized just from being around their parents or that loved one or they see a movie or they see violence on TV and it get triggered they can't live a normal life I know somebody who's had and dealt with so much mental trauma and abuse in their childhood that they're considering getting putting themselves into a mental hospital to get help because they just don't know any other way imagine not knowing what love feels like all you know is abuse neglect narcissistic personality disorder your parents one of them or both of them are narcissists they don't care about you if you die it'd be a shame They're not gonna let you die, but they're gonna physically abuse you and mentally abuse you just enough so that you beg for their attention. Pretty sick, isn't it? My trauma isn't severe, but it is enough that it affects my ability to have a successful relationship without multiple issues daily. You get frustrated, you start to get angry. You get angry at those people who did this to you. I'm angry at the people who've done it to me. You have no idea how many times I wish I could go back in time to when I was 14 years old in high school and I could beat the living shit out of the bullies in my class that were constantly on my case. Wouldn't leave me alone. I wasn't the type that would throw fists. (laughs) If I had, oh yeah, they would have left me alone. There'd be a few bloody noses and broken bones. But I didn't fight back. Because I went to a Catholic school. I would have been the one expelled. Back in the 90s, support for bullying... Wasn't exactly a thing back then. I was the one that got in trouble because I was the one standing up for myself rather than the bullying getting the bully or the bullies getting into trouble. Now, what does that tell you? What is wrong with society when the person who's getting bullied is the one that's getting into trouble and not the bully? Pretty bad, huh? Yeah, I wish I could go back. I would love to be able to go back 20-some years and face them. Show them I'm sick of it and leave me alone. Touch me and talk to me again. I'm going to break your bloody nose. They might have left me alone then. But I know what would have happened. That's what annoys me. The vulnerable, the ones that suffer, the ones that face the trauma and are scared because they don't feel safe. They don't feel that they can trust people. They don't get the support that they need. Instead, society thinks they're weird. There's a stigma against people who have mental health issues. I'm sure some of you have seen the commercials in the past. There was one in particular where there were two people, different commercials, two people at the work site were talking and the one person would say, Jimmy didn't come to work today, not doing so well. And the first couple times his coworker is mocking him or thinks it's ridiculous. The third time says the same thing, but this time his coworker finally says, gee, that's not good. I hope he's getting the help he needs too bad or something something like that but that's the reality today is that most of the time when someone brings up the fact that somebody they know is dealing with difficulties because of mental health issues there are a lot of people out there that think they're weak that think they're not as Good as them, that there's something wrong with them. They don't think of them the same way. They have a problem. Suddenly they're biased. Now they think that that person is different. And you wonder why people with mental illnesses are so afraid to tell people. I wonder how many of you out there that listen to my episodes have parents that you are afraid to tell them that you suffer from a mental illness, that you are struggling, that despite the smile on your face and the laughing, that you are not okay inside. How many of you have that problem? How many of you wish you could tell your mom or your dad and have them say, I'm sorry, son, what can I do to help? Rather than them going, oh, that's silly. That's not, that can't be. You just need to toughen up. Don't be so such a wimp. Don't be such a pussy. How many of you had that happen instead? It's pretty crazy, isn't it? What the hell is wrong with people? Why can't people stop having a problem with people who have mental health issues you see a person with a broken leg or a broken arm you don't go what the hell is wrong with you why are you such a wimp this that's not broken how come nobody ever does that just because they have a broken arm or a broken leg they're different than someone who's got a broken mind when you think about it, someone who's disabled physically, they're in a wheelchair, and they can't walk, they do face discrimination too. But it's more obvious. It's there. They don't have to tell people, because they can see it. Someone like you or me, who has a mental problem, a mental illness, or a mental health issues, they're not going to see it. Unless you tell somebody that you trust and you believe will help you or won't think of you differently, they're not gonna know. You can stand in a room of 20, 40 people and unless you say something, they're not gonna know. They'll never be able to guess. The only way that they'll even maybe be able to figure it out is if you are acting different than the way they think you should. Like if you're antisocial, or you're shying away, or you don't want to talk to anybody, you want to sit in a corner, somebody comes up and asks you to dance, and you, s- you turn away and you can't even look at them, and you say, no thank you, or straight out no, or you don't say anything at all, that person may go, what is wrong with that person, or him, or her? I don't. I just ask them to dance. Geez, what's the problem? They don't. They're not gonna know that you have a. You may be suffering from, you know, social anxiety or general anxiety, or maybe you have a trauma-related problem issues when it comes to physical touch or the opposite sex. You, they wouldn't know that. This is the problem. Today. We need better support. Society needs to be better informed. Simple as that. I honestly, I feel scared. It is my parts that feel scared because the adult knows that things are okay. But the problem is, is there are times when I, I do worry and I'm not so certain that things are okay. There is a reality out there, I wonder some days, you know, I really wish that people didn't look or treat me or think of me differently. Very few people know, and I'm not talking including my podcast audience. That's different. In my personal life, away from the microphone, there are very few people who know that I suffer from mental health issues, that I have CPTSD and ADHD and autism. And that's because I trust them. I feel safe around them. I'm willing to tell them anything. But beyond that, I don't want to tell anybody. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. I'm afraid I'm going to be thought of differently in front of these people. And the last thing I want is them to look at me different or treat me different because of it. And I'm sure a lot of you out there feel the same way and have had similar experiences in your own life that have made you say to yourself, never again. Why should I bother telling somebody if they're going to treat me different after they find out? sad and it sucks but that's just the way life is right now i'm not trying to downplay mental illness i'm not trying to make light of it i'm just telling the reality and the reality is that society has a long way to go before we see any major difference when it comes to mental health and support governments need to make it part of our health system. needs to be free. Well, through health care, I mean. Sure, we pay premiums, although Albertans don't. We don't have to pay a cent. We get it through our health coverage. But it should be included. We shouldn't have to say, can I go this month or this week? do i have enough money in my bank account to go see my psychologist or my psychiatrist shouldn't be that way we should be able to make an appointment anytime we want and not feel the pinch on our wallets that's the way it should be if this society wants to get better we need help from the government We need help from the businesses. The businesses have to pressure the governments to make it part of healthcare. Simple as that. Okay, enough of the rant. That's the episode for this week. Any questions, any comments, Anything you want to talk about or tell me about this episode, contact me. Go to my Twitter. Contact me there. My, my username is at ADHD and CPTSD. You can go to my Facebook page, Living with ADHD and CPTSD. You can go to my website, www.livingwithadhdandcptsd.ca. I'd love support, guys. Go to ko-fi.com and look me up. Living with ADHD and PTSD, and donate. You can do it monthly or you can do a one-time amount. If you like these episodes, go and support me. Because then I can make more. Alright, everybody. That's it for today. Talk to you next week. Bye.